Welcome to the Biz and Life Done Well podcast, where we explore what it means and what it takes to do business and life well. I'm your host, Peter Wilson. If you're like me, you're intrigued by stories of common people who have achieved uncommon success in business and life. Join me as I interview fascinating people about how they got started, their successes and failures, their habits and routines, and what inspires them. Today, my guest is Mike Lavati Laposa from Team Logic IT. He is the North Seattle and East Side owner for Team Logic IT. Hello, Mike. How you doing? Nice to nice to be here, Peter. So today, we're going to talk about technology in relation to you know how businesses have adjusted in 2020, how they were forced to adjust, and then how they are using technology to both grow their business and protect their business going forward. So, you know, what are, what are you hearing out there? What are you seeing out there? What what did businesses do in 2020 just to to get through? Uh, there was a wide variety of um, approaches or things, right? I mean, you know, once folks got over the initial panic, or really got past the initial uh, expectation of, oh, well, this is only going to take a couple of weeks or this is only going to be a month. Uh, once it became more apparent that this was going to have a much deeper and wider set of effects, yeah. then folks started asking a lot of questions. And mm. a, lot of, a lot of companies, to include the big guys, realized they weren't ready for this. Huh. Yeah, you know, they they were not equipped for it. They were not trained for it. Uh, they didn't have the capacity in place for it. Mm. And so a lot of um, adjustment, a lot of changes had to get forced into a you know very small slice of time. Mm -hmm. And that put a lot of pressure on folks. So, yeah. uh, and then we had a you know unfortunately you know, a large number of businesses that were either shutting down or scaling back quite a bit. And then it became a question of, okay, how can they keep going, mm -hmm. right? And so a lot of them had to transition to some form of online presence. Right. You know, think about the restaurants who yeah. um, all of a sudden had to pop up online ordering websites so that right. they could keep doing something. Right, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, it was really an amazing year. One of the things that we did is we shifted our marketing focus to webinars and events like that to reach the audience. Um, right. It was about a year ago we did a series called the um, Small Business uh, Survival Guide where we were just trying to let businesses know, you know, how to get through. We actually have those. Uh, webinars and podcasts archive. So if anybody wants to go back and listen to any of those, um, they're there. So you've got a, um, a workforce that was all gathered in an office, right? Now you've got them all yep. spread out. So what, what, is, what are the challenges that you saw with respect to cybersecurity? That honestly was the largest concern that we had for you know, our clients and, and really for, you know, any of the businesses that were out there. Mm -hmm. uh, when, when you transition out of the protected office, you know, because you're firewalled and, 
you know, DMZ'd and, you know, all kinds so of things, a, right? So there's a bunch of corporate assets that are protecting you in the four walls exactly. of the business. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, you you ended up with people all of a sudden having to work from home, you know, which was, use that as the, the largest sample, right? Sure. Yeah, of course. You know, folks ended up going to, you know, anywhere they could pick up Wi-Fi. Right. But at home, um, the you know, there the largest problem is the lack of security. Most of us don't have firewalls mm-hmm. at our houses mm-hmm. where we just have our internet provider modem, whatever that happens to be. In, in Comcast, I trust. Well, yeah, Comcast, CenturyLink, and, and you know. Ziply. Ziply now, yeah. as opposed to Frontier or Wave. But their equipment is residential, and so therefore not built to withstand a determined attack, mm-hmm. right? And what the hacker community has done, number one, they've organized Mm. They've got LLCs <laughs> that are hacker companies, and wow. it is actually, you know, some of us who have been in the industry for quite a while are kind of laughing. It's just like all of a sudden, not only are these guys organized, they're selling, you know, oh. hacking as a service. Gee whiz. So they've created these packages yeah. of tools and, you know, exploits and everything that... You can, if you know where to go, you pay them their licensing price, and you just mm-hmm. set it up and let it go. Yeah, and you know, so you've got all you've got a lot more people now. Yeah, some of whom are more desperate, right, because of the situation. You know, they don't have a job or something, and so they're just out there trolling the internet. Mm-hmm. And most of our households are not protected against that okay you know a lot yeah. of people don't even know to put a password on their wi-fi or if they do it's you know usually something pretty easy password one two three yeah or like in you know it, it, for us you know it could be something as simple as hl home right right which it's not by the way right but you know you get those types of things and so folks now they're doing business work at home, and they're accessing sensitive company information. They're accessing uh, really what falls under uh, the the PII, possibly the the PHI stuff, right? So you're starting to fall yeah. under, you know, uh, regulations that you know they're they're quite serious about. Yeah. So you're not getting the level of encryption or the level of protection. The other um, avenue of attack that, you know, folks hadn't really thought about was the sideways or lateral attack. Okay. You're on your home network. Yeah. You have your business computer. Your business computer's got very strong cybersecurity software on it, et cetera. Your home computer or your kid's, um, you know, uh, Nintendo or Xbox yeah. do not. Oh yeah, the exploits are coming in through other devices on the home network, and once they're once they infect, yeah, now they can move across and infect the business computer. Oh man, I never and thought now, of that. And now, you know, your business computer connects to your corporate network. Well, it's trusted. Yeah, 
but now it's infected. Wow. And if, if your corporate network doesn't have the right things in place, mm-hmm. now you're going to infect your corporate network or mm. your business network. Yeah. So, so is, is the, um, is the crypto locker still the, the, um, you know, the thing where you click on something and then everything on your hard drive gets infected and encrypted? Is that still one of the biggest sort of, I know like two or three years ago, that was huge. Um, is that still the ransomware type ransomware of, of attacks? Yeah. Um, is that still big? Yes. In fact, it's just, it's only gotten bigger. Okay. Um, and, but the nature of the attack and, and the tactics that are being used have evolved mm. a lot. Okay. And, and, and in two ways. One, the method by which they gain entry uh, is mostly through phishing emails now. So it's an email that looks... Spear phishing. Looks you know, like it's from Amazon or somebody exactly. or... Yeah. Exactly. You and click on something you're not supposed to and next thing you know... Right. For example, I in fact, I had just got a call from a client who got an email that said something about their Apple ID. That's, that's a very popular one. I don't own an Apple. I don't own an iPhone. So therefore, I don't have an Apple ID. <laughs> yeah. But three to four times a week, I get an email that says, your Apple ID has been compromised. Please click here. Oh, right? wow. And they're getting better because most of these emails have typos and you know grammatical errors and yeah. all that type of thing. They're getting a lot better. They're looking they're, real. They're and, looking yeah. real. They're, I mean, in fact, um, and I don't remember exactly who it was, but w- there was a legitimate website that got um, hijacked. And the email sent you to a website that looked exactly like the real corporate one. Yeah. But was not. Yeah. And so if you entered any of your information into it, you were, oh, you so were done. It, so it looked, so what they did is they took a copy of the corporate website. They took a copy of a corporate website. It was and, not a bank. And, and the links but, probably look similar. Yes. I mean, one of the things that that you that's so easy to do is just look at the root domain of where yes. if you're going to click on anything. I mean, first of all, don't just click randomly on stuff. But if you are. But there are people who really don't. You know they're 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 trusting by nature, and you know if they see a, a an email that comes in from Amazon or yeah. Apple or Microsoft or you know whoever uh, a company that they trust, yeah, right. You know they're going to look at that, and you know obviously if you kind of know that this is coming, the thing that we always tell folks is. Go click on the header of the email so that you see the real address. Right. Because, you know, the email systems allow you to put in a, you know, display name. Right. And so you may see the email come up and say, hey, this is Mike HL. Yeah. And in reality, right, my address is, you know, about to hack you dot, you know, Russia dot com or something. Right. (laughs) Yeah. You know, so you have to kind of look at. So, so, so one of the ones that I just had happen to me last week was, uh, a woman who works, uh, with my mom, uh, sent an email, her email account was hijacked. It was Outlook and it said, um, oh, Hey, I'm, um, it just said, Hey, do you have a, 
um, do you have an Amazon account or something like that? That was it. Mm -hmm. And then I said, sure, why? I knew it was something. And they said, oh, I'm just trying to uh, buy some gift cards for my niece. I'm trying to do it online. I'm having a little trouble figuring it out. Hey, do you think you could help me out if not? No biggie. Right. So I didn't reply. Clearly, that's and that happened to another person who works in our organization. Their wife, similar thing. Somebody pretending to be their boss had them go get buy gift cards. Right. At the store. That's that. That should be the first yeah. clue. If yeah. you're if you're buying gift cards, that seems to be the big one because then they have you transfer the numbers and then of course they're it's, untraceable. Yeah. So, wow. So stuff to look for. So this cybersecurity just really is uh, a huge thing. Well, the other thing that, um, that I'm curious about is just this, um, uh, you know, if you've got, you know, you're used to having this infrastructure in your organization because everybody's there. Right. And now they're not there. So you really kind of have to shift your whole infrastructure, right? Yes. In your company. So do you guys, I'm assuming you've seen trends there and how do you help people with that? And yeah, yeah, a lot of folks have thought, you know, well, we'll just do, you know, VPN, you know, type of connections. So VPN is virtual private private network. network. So you're kind of setting up a network within a network right it's like a private tunnel exactly. kind it's, of yeah it's yeah it's based on the the concept of a uh of an encrypted tunnel okay right so you know if you think of it as i've got a uh, a big water pipe and i'm gonna take a smaller pipe and put it down the center of it yeah nothing perfect. else can touch it right and everything that's inside of it is safe yes right okay. because it's got very high level encryption right. and, and all that type of thing. Uh, those are good to use, um, you know, kind of to protect the data flow. The problem is, again, those lateral attacks from, right. you know, things that are coming right. at you, but also, um, you know, folks getting, you know, the, the phishing emails or, uh, they click on a link that is malware, yeah. right? And and a lot of this now happens in the background where there is no warning to you. Uh, as an example, um, one of my clients sent me an email that they got, and this is a this is a manufacturing company, okay. and they sell around the world. Yeah, and they got an email from a company that you know was in Greece, quote unquote. And they wanted them to bid on a job for them. And they attached a link that they would go to and have to download their bid proposal form. Okay. And the, the, the lady in the office was smart enough to, you know, she tried to do it. And the... Uh, security software that we put on their systems stopped her oh okay and so she you know sent the thing to me and called up and said hey uh i'm having this problem trying to get this file is this good or not yeah and i went looked and sure enough that was a complete malware Hmm. uh, site and so uh, we saved them uh but that's happening every day to businesses all over the place. So they're getting more um, 
sophisticated in the ask. So they're targeting specific businesses yeah. by type, right? By type. And, and, you know, they're doing enough research to know how do we get their attention? Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and, or, you know, again, one that's been around for a while, but now has gotten even worse is the, Hey, um, here's an invoice or, Hey, yeah. we don't understand your invoice. And they I've will seen spoof. That. Yeah. They'll spoof the name of one of their clients. I've seen that. Yeah. And so that's getting people in a lot of trouble. So the re there's research involved to find out who right. the clients are. I don't know how they necessarily discover that. Um, and then there's, then you're getting the invoice. It may come back as a file they want you to click on, right? Oh yeah. Or it's a, a PDF or a word doc or something yeah. that <laughs> looks like that. Right. It's got a doc extension, but it's not right. Mm. Or, well, yeah, it actually, it very well can be a doc extension or an XLS or whatever, but the, malicious code is embedded inside yeah. and it gets run in the background right where you you know nothing about it so and, and unfortunately this has been happening now um i mean the estimate that from the statistics we've seen you know suggests that 60 to 70 percent of small businesses have been hit in one way or another wow. um, and the average cost of recovering has, has doubled. The ransom demands have doubled hmm. for these things. Wow. And, you know, the other, the, and, and I, when I talked about the tactics that changed, right, you know, the first one being this method of attack. Yeah. The second is the fact that these guys are no longer letting you know as soon as they've got you. They go in and they see how far can they go. How, how many other systems can they infect? What other types of data can they find and extract? Wow. So now they're going to download whatever they can find that right. is sensitive. Yeah. And then once they think they've got everything they need or can get, now they're going to do the encryption and hit you with the ransom For the money. demand. Yeah. And if you don't do it, now they've taken the tactic of, oh, okay, well, if you don't want to pay us, then we're going to post all of your data on our, you know, bad actor um, website or our bad, bad client website. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they've done this now to several corporations. Okay. Um, and the ransom demands have, like I said, they've gone up. You know, the average one now is, is over $300,000. Now, if you've got your data backed up correctly, um, you may have to disinfect the machines, but aren't companies that have their bat data backed up correctly able to recover? You can recover from it. And in fact, we've done that for a couple of companies. But if they have copied your data and are threatening to release it. Oh, I see. That's, yeah. that's where some companies have ended up paying the ransom. Even though they had the backup, even properties. though they could back it up, and or, I mean, or they could restore everything, yeah. but it was okay. Well, yeah, fine. We don't want you to release our data. Well, they pay the ransom, and then the data got released anyway. So wow. there's there's a, you know, there's no really one good way to, you know, kind of recover from it. Right? right. You can recover your systems, 
and maintain your business, but then right. you gotta figure out, okay, well, what about my data? This is where the the preventive measures have to be yeah. taken, right? This is, and unfortunately, that's the hardest part to get small business owners to do, right? Most small business owners, and I'm talking about, you know, companies with, you know, 50 or less employees. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of them think, oh, I'm too small. You know, nobody, nobody wants my data. Nobody wants my stuff. Right. Well, you know, that includes uh, medical offices, dental offices, uh, health care facilities, long-term care facilities. Uh, it includes, um, you know, manufacturers, mm-hmm. you know, insurance companies. CPAs, I mean, all of these CPAs, firms, lawyers, everything, yeah. right? Uh, all of that data is worth something to somebody. Right. And, um, you know, the U.S. government has become, uh, you know, more aware of and are pursuing breach uh, investigations and fines right. on businesses who cannot demonstrate that they took the appropriate actions. Right. Wow. So it's, so, and that's, like I said, that's the, biggest hurdle I have right right when I talk to companies and and explain to them why cybersecurity and managed services and everything are, are a good idea for them right and they're saying well nothing's happened to me and I don't think anything's going to until it does well and and they may not even know something did happen well exactly they may not know yeah and, something could be happening right now or could have happened earlier so uh, if I'm a business and I want to, um, you know, take the first step, what is it? Uh, is it a consultation with you guys, or what? What do you recommend? That well, that is um, a great first step. Is you know recognizing that you have very valuable assets in your business, mm-hmm. and therefore you want to protect them. Um, so, how do you do that? Giving us a call. Uh, or, you know, going on our website and just filling out yeah. the, hey, I want Team Logic IT. Yeah, uh, teamlogicit.com and then slash Linwood Wah is our Got it. Okay. Uh, easy one. Yep. And we'll have links in the right, notes too. Right. Yeah, go ahead. And, you know, and then we can sit down with you. The consultation's free, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, we'll talk with you about what is your environment, what is your business, um, what have you done so far, and what do you need to do, right, mm-hmm. going forward? And um, I've had, you know, some of those consultations over the last couple of months with businesses, and I showed them weaknesses that they had. One business still had mostly Windows 7 computers, and they dealt with a lot of sensitive information. Hmm. And then they just kind of disappeared on me, and so, like, I'm a little concerned about oh, that. Oh, I see. So it's like because they wanted to bury their head in the sand. I'm not quite yeah. sure. But, you know, that's, wow. I would rather talk to somebody and at least let them know what are you dealing with and, right. and what should you be watching. And then we can talk about, okay, well, what are some steps you can take, hmm. right? And, you know, it doesn't matter what the size of your budget is, but at the same time, you've got to realize what is the cost of my business if this happens, so uh, a couple things. You do you, you. I'm assuming you guys do formal security audits 
yes. on businesses as well. Right. Aren't there um, insurance-related, um, uh, like, uh, don't a lot of businesses have to carry um, insurance, cyber attack insurance, and things like that? Well, you're not required to have cyber insurance, but these days it has become more and more of a um, a necessity. Right. Um, you know, I mean, it's, everybody's got business liability insurance. Yes. Right. And and some of us who are in the services industry have, you know, the errors and omissions insurance. Right. right? Yeah. The cyber insurance is just the third leg of that, you know, mm-hmm. workbook. Right. Because, um, again, the cost of recovering can run into the tens to hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. The cyber insurance helps with that. Right. But, um, you know, it, and again, that's one aspect of it. Mm-hmm. But it's really uh, now um, the HIPAA regulations are, they just got strengthened. So HIPAA is the uh, health industry's standard for uh, data security and things like that. Right. Yeah. It's the, the health, health insurance protection and. Um, yeah. I always forget the the first day um, act, but it's uh, essentially anybody who has anything to do with healthcare, yeah, any aspect of healthcare, yeah. uh, has to adhere to those regulations. Most right. businesses don't understand them. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things that we try to help with. Is you know we've got HIPAA certified people, right? right. We can come in and do a security assessment um you know we can help with audit preparation you know that type of thing but and again you know this isn't you know not meant to scare anybody right but it is it's out there Mm -hmm. and it's becoming more and more um in the forefront because of these breach attacks that are occurring Right. right wow well, um, Mike, I really appreciate your time today, um, and we'll have links in the notes uh, to some of the things we've talked about to your site. I think there's a form on there they can fill out to um, right. to to uh, you know schedule a call with you, and um, we'll um, look for uh, also put to put some links for some specific PDFs that are available. Yeah, we've got some tip sheets and and that type of thing for folks that uh, can be very helpful. Great. Well, I appreciate your time. Uh, Look forward to uh, continuing the discussion and and going a little deeper in some of these topics. Thanks Thanks a lot, Peter. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Biz and Life Done Well with Peter Wilson. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and most of the other popular podcast platforms. Please tell your friends about us and leave us a review so even more people will find out about us. Thanks again. We'll see you soon.